podcast, give, podcast, give, podcast. Friends, we are back. I have heard your cries, or at least one of your cries, for the GIMP podcast to return, and we are back. I apologize for the long layoff. I let you guys in a little bit just with the busyness of work and some things that have come up my way. It's been a little bit busy and have had no opportunity to record and uh, usually I record this during a lunch break but um, today which is Thursday I am doing it on my way home from work right before Thursday night football Bears Packers so the preview will incorporate that game the recap it doesn't matter it doesn't really reflect anything because it's a Thursday night game. So, friends, without further ado, I'm just going to hit it because I've missed this podcast. I've missed talking to you guys. It's just been too much work. I'm going to jump right into it. So, recap of week six last week. I'm going to start with my game. The game where I came into it 0-5, doubtful that I would ever see a victory during the season. And I come away with not just a squeaker, but a pretty sound victory. I beat Cliff and earned my first victory, 84.3 to 69.6. Just let that sink in. The first victory, 69. Anyway, top performers for my squad, Cam Newton putting up 34.5 and my man from the Ohio State University Terrell Tattooed Pryor 21.6 which accounted for 66.5% of my points but you know what for my first victory I'm going to take anything that I can get in a losing effort Cliff received 17.8 from Aaron Rodgers I had to look at that twice I know he's been doing bad but 17.8 ah DeAndre Hopkins, 10.7. Cliff falls to 2-4. I improve to 1-5. On to the next game. Between touchdown there, please, and tornadoes. Tornadoes earning the victory, 173.7. Two touchdown there, pleases, 141.6. Nate getting solid performances from Drew Brees, 48.3. Lamar Miller, 31. Terrence West, 23.9. Gronkowski, 26. Rick, in a losing effort, getting 35.5 from David Johnson. 28.8 from Brandon Cooks. Andrew Luck, 26.6. And Zeke Elliott, leading the NFL in rushing from the Ohio State University, 20.2. Rick falling to 4-2. Nate improving to 3-3. On to the next game. The Boston Masochists. Winning soundly, 113.2 to 90.4 against Delusions of Grandeur. The Boston Masochists receiving 40.4 from Tom Brady, 15.2 from Le'Veon Bell, 11.8 from Kelvin Benjamin and Greg Olson in the winning effort. In a losing effort, Andrew's squad, the Delusions of Grandeur, only getting 23.7 from Julio Jones. And Kristen Michael, 19.5. I did want to point out, sitting on Andrew's bench, 31.1 points from Matt Ryan and 14.8 
from my man Michael Thomas from the Ohio State University. Andrew falls to three and three. Jared improves to four and two. To game four of last week. Marcus here, please, earning the victory and improving to a league leading five and one. In his effort, 106 points to 73 from the Matadors. Marcus getting 21.5 from Kobe Fleener, 18.9 from Amari Cooper and Russell Wilson at the helm, 17.5. In a losing effort, Matt getting 15.5 out of Phillip Rivers, 11.5 out of DeMarco Murray, and 11.2 out of A.J. Green. Sitting on his bench, Elshon Jeffrey, 12.1, James White, 19.8, and Jonathan Stewart, 18.5. As I previously said, Marcus improving to 5-1, Matt falling to 3-3. And in the final game of the week, Brad Talbot and his tall bots destroying Corey, 152.9. I will destroy you, 85.7. Brad getting solid performances. Matthew Stafford, 38.2. LaShawn McCoy, 32. Odell Beckham Jr., 37.4. Strong showings out of Brad's players. In the losing effort, Corey getting 18.4 out of Carson Palmer. And both Todd Gurley and Jimmy Graham, 11.3. So to recap the standings of where we're at right now before we head into Week 7 with tonight's Thursday night matchup between the Bears and the Packers. Marcus, sitting alone... Atop the league, five wins, one loss. Did anyone else see Marcus, who was in last place last season, just getting dominated week in and week out, after six weeks, being in the lead at five and one? Clap, clap, clap for Marcus. I would give you claps, but I have one hand on the wheel and one hand with some notes in my hand, and I'm driving currently 61 miles an hour on the highway. I've said it before and I'll say it again not my smartest decision to be recording this while I'm driving. Marcus atop at 5-1. Rick, Jared, Brad, all sitting at 4-2, followed by Nate, Andrew, Matt, 3-3, Cliff, 2-4, and and Corey and myself sitting at the bottom, eating the scraps at 1-5. But that's not to say that we can't turn this around. In week 7, we head to the preview. I'm going to start with the matchup between former roommates, former lovers, the Tornadoes, and Delusions of Grandeur. Currently, right now, they are projected to score 16.4 from Nate, 19.2 out of Andrew. So Andrew projected to score just a little bit more. We all know projections mean squat, but I always feel compelled to mention them. So Andrew leading that projection by 2.7. Keys to victory. Andrew. Jamal Charles going up against the New Orleans defense. Charles coming off of injury just recently putting up a respectable 10 point performance last week and I think he's going to get eased into it by Andy Reid this week like he was last week splitting carries with Spencer Ware. If he can continue to show he's healthy, show he's effective especially against this game against New Orleans he can, I don't know, let's say maybe three, four receptions out of the backfield, get some touches in the running game, let's say between 12 and 14, you can have yourself a good performance out of Jamal Charles. If he shows himself to be slow out of the gate, maybe show some lingering effects out of that injury, 
they may go back to Spencer Ware, who's been effective this this season. Uh, I, if memory serves me correct, I haven't written it down, but I think he's a top 15 back since he's been playing. So if Charles performs well for you, look good for him to uh, potentially lead your squad to victory. My other key to victory for you, Gary Barnage against the Cincinnati defense. I have a note here that says, see Terrell Pryor. And I have here Terrell Pryor against Cincinnati. Oh, I remember what I wanted to say. Yes. So Cincinnati, a solid defense, but the Browns don't have anybody that they're really trusting themselves with in the passing game. Um, it's pretty much just Pryor. And he's got, and for me, I hope he's healthy, but he's got, I believe, a quad injury. And so if he's not fully healthy, if he even if he goes with that injury, look for whoever is going to be under center for the Browns to look heavily towards Barnage and uh, if he gets let's say between 20 and 12 targets if he can even haul in half of them for let's say between 70 and 80 yards and a score going to be paramount to leading your team to victory keys to victory for Nate West against the New York Jets if he can have a repeat performance of last week my friend butter on the roll in your mouth other keys to victory LeGarrette Blunt versus the Pittsburgh defense. You're going to be hearing this a lot in my breakdowns for a lot of these key positions and players for these matchups. So here's the first one. Ben Roethlisberger out for the foreseeable future. That means they have Landry Jones, unproven Landry Jones throwing. If he's ineffective, look for Tom Brady, who I'm going to be mentioning in Jared's matchup to uh, put up some points early and often and then that leading to the New England offense running the ball let's say from the second half on so if, if that's the case between LeGarrette Blunt and James White lots of yards to eat up lots of time to eat up as well so if they can jump out to an early lead that's only going to be positive for LeGarrette Blunt so in that leading to positive results for Nate so, my prediction will be at the end of this. The next matchup between Corey and myself, the matchup for who's going to be at the bottom of the league. Right now, uh, excuse me while I'm driving, don't want to hit anybody, okie dokie. Right now, Corey, 110.8 to myself, 110.1. Keys to victory. Corey, Andy Dalton versus the Cleveland defense. Solid fill-in. He's a top 10 quarterback so far this season. I have no reason to believe he's not going to put up between 25 and 30 points against the, the Cleveland defense. Do you? I don't. I, I'll be shocked if he puts in under 25. Other keys to victory, Demaryius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders against the Houston defense. Those two guys, it, it's, it's been up and down for the Denver offense, especially the Denver passing game. Whoever's under center, whether it's Trevor Simeon or what's the other guy, Paxton Lynch, whoever's going to be throwing them the ball, it's, it, they've been ineffective. It's been really kind of stick them in there and hope for the best. But Corey, you, he's got them both in the lineup. If, uh, if Houston can ease up a little bit, let those guys get some balls, maybe get a couple scores, hope for Corey to do well. Keys to victory for myself. I've got Hoyer going tonight against Green Bay. Green Bay is without its top three 
cornerbacks. That's an easy secondary. Hoyer's been getting a really solid rapport with Zach Miller and Cameron Meredith, who I've been trying to pry from Nate's cold, dead hands, and he will just not let go. But if Hoyer can put up another 300-yard performance, maybe get a couple scores, potentially leading me to victory against Corey, we'll see. My other key to victory, Terrell Pryor. I mentioned this with Gary Barnage. Not a lot of options there for that Cleveland offense to throw to. And Pryor's been money this season. Yeah, I think he's number 10 right now uh, out of our wide receivers. So if he can put up another top performance, another top 10 performance, that'll uh, be crucial to me getting a victory against Corey. Moving on. Marcus here, please, against touchdown there, please. It's the battle of the, of the polite gentleman. Marcus, keys to victory. Jay Ajaya against the Buffalo defense. He had a, just a studly, solid game last week. I believe it was 30-plus points for Jay Ajaya. Repeat performance? We'll see. If he can, only good things. And then Antonio Brown versus New England. I mentioned that. I'm going to be going to this a lot. Landry Jones. Can he throw? Can he produce with Antonio Brown? I feel if you're the number one wide receiver in all of football, it doesn't really matter who's throwing to you. You've got to catch what's thrown your way. So, especially with the reliability in the hands that you have with Antonio Brown, look for Landry Jones to go his way often. If he can reel in these balls and prove that Landry Jones can be effective, that'll, uh, that'll be a positive for Marcus going forward. For Rick... Keys to victory, David Johnson. Have you seen what he's been doing the last two weeks? Back-to-back 30 performances going up against a stout, tough Seattle defense. Something's got to give. I believe it's it, it's probably going to be David Johnson. I don't think he's going to put up 30 points like he has the last couple weeks. At least 30 points, excuse me. But if he can put up even 20, I mean, goodness. The other key to victory, Brandon Cooks against the Kansas City defense. Again, if you can have another repeat performance of what he did last week, I mean, Rick, I think you're leading the league in points scored. You're sitting at four and two. You could beat Marcus, jump up and tie him atop the leaderboard, my friend. David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, going to be leading the way. The fourth game this this upcoming week, prestige worldwide, wide, wide, going up against the Boston Masochists. Keys to victory for the two and four. Prestige Worldwides. Aaron Rodgers this evening against the Chicago defense. Rodgers has been under some scrutiny the last couple weeks. I would say due scrutiny. However, he doesn't have literally any run game to speak of. They just put Eddie Lacy today on injured reserve. They brought up a guy from the practice squad, and they have a wide receiver moving to running back. And Niall... I think Niall Davis. Is that who the guy is who they traded for? For That doesn't even matter. I don't need to know his name. Even if he plays tonight, he's not going to do much. How much can you really learn of a playbook in two days? Aside from like a 34 belly and block here. So Aaron Rodgers, if he's going to be leading Cliff to victory, he's got the right matchup. Bears have a depleted secondary. So if he can just go yard out to, um, to Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson hit him a bunch of times, maybe get two, three scores, leading Cliff's team to that W. The other key to victory for Cliff, Devontae Freeman against the San Diego Charger defense. Both Atlanta running backs that have been splitting carries 
Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman had really, really bad weeks last week. So if he can bounce back, show that he's the number one back, carry the rock, catch the ball on the backfield, prove last year wasn't a fluke, and this one game coming back, look for Cliff's team to perform well. Keys to victory for the Boston Masochists. Both of these guys that I'm picking, Brady and Le'Veon Bell, were coming off suspensions a few weeks ago, and as I said at the beginning of the season, Boston is playing for the postseason. Brady, back-to-back 40-point performances since he's come off Roger Goodell's suspension list. Going up against a Pittsburgh defense, all he's got to do is score early because if they're up, they're going to be running the ball in the second half. So if he can put up two, three scores, boom, 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 real quick, and then just sit on it, maybe toss the ball around here and there, look for Brady to score a high percentage. I don't know if he's going to get to another 40-point performance. If he does... I won't be terribly shocked because it's Tom frickin' Brady. And the other key to victory, Le'Veon Bell. That same game. And I mentioned this already many times. No Big Ben, Landry Jones. They are probably, I'm, I'm guessing, going to be coming from behind. Does that mean he doesn't get to carry? Does he catch the ball? Does Landry Jones throw to him out of the backfield? A lot of questions surrounding this game with the Pittsburgh offense. So, if everything goes according to plan, Le'Veon Bell runs the ball gets his yards, gets his touchdown, catches the ball, gets his touchdown and reception. I don't see any reason why Boston can't upset. Well, I shouldn't say it's an upset. I'm probably going to pick Boston to win this one. But get get to his fifth win. Be at the uh, towards the top. Maybe tied for first with a couple other guys at 5-2. and two. We'll see. The last game of the week, the Brad Talbot Talbots going up against the Matt Matadors. The Matt Colling Matadors. The Matadors of Matt Colling. Keys to victory for the Talbots. I'm sorry. My writing here isn't the best. I have Rodgers versus versus the San Francisco defense. Oh! Here I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers. When in fact it's Jacquez Rodgers. And I couldn't think of that of who it was because honestly, who the heck owns Jacquez Rodgers? I'll tell you who. Brad Talbot. And his tall bots. That's who owns Jacquez Rogers. He had a big game last week for the Buccaneers. He's projected to do well this week. However, Doug Martin is coming back from injury. Does that mean they're splitting carries? Does Doug Martin show that he has no lingering effects from his injury and then run the ball often? Thus relegating Jacquez Rogers to the backup role. We'll see. Who knows? The other key to victory is that Brad doesn't have a freaking kicker playing right now. Right now, he's projected under Matt, 115.6. Matt's got 125.1. If Brad has a kicker in there, does that make up 10 points? Who knows? We've seen kickers score 20-plus points. But if Brad's going kickerless, he's kind of rolling the dice and saying, you know what, I trust my position players and my quarterback and my defense. I don't need a kicker. So if that's the case and you're comfortable with that, Brad, I'm I'm, I'm there high-fiving you. However, it's not looking good. No kicker, no bueno. Keys to victory for Mr. Colling. James White against the Pittsburgh defense. Do I have to say it again? Get a big lead, run the ball, split carries with Garrett Blunt. We'll see. Other key to victory, Alshon Jeffrey against the Green Bay defense tonight. It's With Hoyer, I don't know what the deal is. Is he too tall? Is he too good? 
Hoyer's been throwing the ball to Cam Meredith, again, who Nate and his stupid Michigan-loving hands won't let go of him. But if, if Brian Hoyer's got to look his way eventually. I mean, it's Alshon Jeffrey, the best receiver the Bears have. If it can be, if it's going to be any night, it's going to be tonight against a really, really bad Green Bay secondary. So if he could put up 100-plus yards, put up a score tonight, redeem himself, show Hoyer that, hey, throw the ball my way, I will come down with it, and it will be worth your while. Look for Matt to really, really use that to catapult him towards potentially the W. And that's it, my friends. That is the preview for this week. My predictions are Matt over Brad Talbots and his kickerless attitude. Boston over Prestige Worldwide. Marcus here, please. Upsetting touchdown here, please. Tornadoes over Delusions of Grandeur. And why the heck not? Two in a row. I'm going to beat Corey. I'm going to be two and five. Corey's going to be one and six. I will no longer be in 10th place. I will be sitting pretty at nine. I really shouldn't be proud of being in ninth place if I am actually in ninth place after Sunday, after Monday night, excuse me. So, friends, that's all I got for you. I apologize for being off for two weeks, but I'm back better than ever. I'm energized and I'm ready to get into week seven. Friends, good luck and good night.